0: And mom had already let us kids know that it was pretty lean financially, and we shouldn't expect much for Christmas. Well, when Christmas morning came, I stumbled half asleep into the living room, and when I opened it, I I couldn't believe it. It was the most beautiful electric guitar I'd ever seen. And it was a few weeks later when I pressed my mom on how they were able to buy the guitar for me. She told me that my dad, whose only hobby was playing and working on his shortwave radios,
1: had pawned all of his equipment in order to give us kids something nice for Christmas. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, A collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. You're not feeling like Christmas just yet?
0: (laughs) Uh, Me too, darling. Well, it's so good to see all of you here tonight to celebrate Christmas with us. Well, we're really glad you came tonight. Uh, Let me ask you, how many have already started doing your Christmas shopping? There's a few hands out there. I told, every, <laughs> I told everyone last week that uh, I, had a, I spent a day of torture, I mean a day of shopping, right after Thanksgiving, and, and uh, I, you know, uh, but tell the truth. It's so hard to find a parking place at the mall these days. How many of you actually pray for your parking spaces? Are you driving around like my wife? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Where did she come from? Jesus, help me. And I know some of you, I know some of you are even trying making a deal with God over parking space. You say, You saying, Lord, if you'll, just, if you'll just give me a parking space, I'll do anything. I'll... I'll try to do better. I'll, I'll even pay my tithes. <laughs> and then, then a space opens up right up front. And then you say, oh, oh, oh okay, Lord, never mind. Uh, I, I found one. <laughs> but anyway, it's the time of year that reminds me of this, uh, this tiny little poem. Here it goes. My wife is shopping for Christmas gifts with purchases little and large. I have to give her credit because she's using my visa and Master charge. <laughs> Can you think back and remember a Christmas when you received the perfect gift? Well when I was a boy, thirteen years old to be exact, my dad's job caused us to move to another state. And mom had already let us kids know that it was pretty lean financially, and we shouldn't expect much for Christmas. Well, at the time, I was just learning to play the guitar, and I had an old guitar that I was learning on, but my dream was to have an electric guitar, mainly so I could play songs by the Beatles. Well, when Christmas morning came, I stumbled half asleep into the living room. ...to see this big black case. And when I opened it, I I couldn't believe it. It was the most beautiful electric guitar I'd ever seen. It was completely unexpected. It was the perfect gift. And it was a few weeks later when I pressed my mom... ...on how they were able to buy the guitar for me. She told me that my dad, whose only hobby... ...was playing and working on his shortwave radios... ...had pawned all of his equipment in order to give us kids something nice for Christmas. Well, my dad isn't with us any longer, but the memory of that perfect gift is that guitar is still priceless to me because it marks a place in time when I remember how much my father loved me. And that's exactly how we should see Christmas today. You see, that first humble Christmas in Bethlehem marks a place in time when hope began for me and for you. And our Heavenly Father sent to each one of us the perfect gift. And the Word says, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, Which means, God be with us. It was perfect. It was priceless. And even more amazing, it was permanent to all who will receive this gift. This person, his name is Jesus. Here at Bethesda, we believe that giving is an act of worship, all kinds of giving. The giving of our time, the giving of our talent, and our money. So whenever we all get together, we always take the opportunity to give. Tonight in honor of the one we celebrate. So our prayer tonight is that you have a blessed Christmas. And remember this, Christmas is a gift from God a man can't keep unless he gives it to someone else.
1: We've all heard the phrase, talk is cheap. However, the truth is, it's not. Stay with us to learn about the power behind our words and how important they are to God. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today. 847-312-8197. And now back to On the Bright Side, as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. You know, we've all heard this phrase. Talk is cheap.
0: But you know, the truth is, it's not. In fact, that phrase actually came to be by referring to someone who says they're going to do something and then doesn't. But the reason why talk isn't cheap is because words, your words, they're important. And the word has a lot to say about it. You know, we live in a time when there's not much silence. And it seems like somebody's always talking. The TV is on and we're on the telephone. The radio is on and we're scrolling through hundreds of words a minute on the computer. You know, so it stands to reason that taking in all these words can make us callous to what we're hearing. And so we have a tendency to also get callous with the words of our own. So consequently, we've noticed this definite trend where people will speak their mind and unload on others. So much so that our society in general, generally, they think this is an admirable character trait. But if we listen to what the word says, we start to understand that words are too important and far too dangerous to use carelessly. One of the most valuable lessons that we can learn in life is that when we open our mouth, less words are better than more. There's an old story about... An ambitious student who approached a very successful old businessman with this question. Tell me, sir, he asked, what is the secret to your success? Two words, the old gentleman said. Right decisions. But how do you make right decisions, the student asked. One word, experience. And how do you get experience? Two words, Wrong decisions. (laughs) You see, the old businessman had this gift of saying a lot in a few words. And anyone who speaks in public very often will run across this famous quote from Thomas Jefferson who said, The most valuable talent is never using two words when one will do. You know, and if we think about it, There's different times in our life when just a word or two are very meaningful. For instance, if you ever had a run-in with the law, the words not guilty were probably meaningful to you. You know, most of us remember a day when the words I do caused a significant change in our life. I heard the other day that someone said the two most beautiful words in the English language... Check and closed. The point is, words are more important than we think. And words have tremendous power to do good or great harm. And the words that we speak are something that God allows us to have complete control of. The book of Proverbs addresses the issue. It says, A gentle answer Turns away wrath. But a harsh word stirs up anger. It also says this. Pleasant words are a honeycomb sweet to the soul and healing to the bone. You can find lots of them in Proverbs. It also says, The tongue that brings healing is a tree of life. But a deceitful tongue crushes the spirit. You see, our words are important. The Lord said... That out of the overflow or the abundance of our heart, the mouth speaks. And what happens is when we let an emotion of any kind overcome us, it comes out in words. And if we're filled with joy, then our words reflect it. But when we let anger and bitterness and disappointment, when we let those things get the best of us, then our words will reveal that also. The problem is usually those words are poisonous and sometimes destructive. Well, we know that being human, we're going to have those times when we struggle with those kind of emotions that produce negative words. But when that happens, when that happens, we need to realize that this is when we're being tested. Because even though we're struggling with these emotions, God intends for us to value our words Enough to put down the uprising in our spirit to lash out at others due to our pain. Well, you might say, Bob, sometimes I just can't keep it all inside. It's got to come out. Well, I'm not a psychiatrist, but I, I agree with you. You do need to get it out. But you just need to take it to the Lord. Because he's the best one to help you with it anyway. Our words. What we say. It's so important. You know in the same passage that Christ mentioned. That we speak out of the abundance of our heart. He also said this. He said I tell you that men will give account. On the day of judgment for every careless word they have spoken. For by your words. You will be acquitted. And by your words. You'll be condemned. Wow. I mean, he really is listening to everything you say. Our words can af- affirm our loved ones, or it can distance us from them. Our words can encourage and uplift a child, or it can crush and defeat them. Our words can bring, bring peace to a conflict, or it can take the conflict to another level. There's power in our words. And in particular, there's incredible power in one word. I love to hear Stephen Evans tell stories when he returns from an underprivileged country where he's addressed thousands of people who've never heard the gospel. And he says he simply sometimes will just mention the name of Jesus, and everything changes. Souls are saved. Bodies healed. Revival begins in a nation. All because he said the word Jesus. And you might say, well, you know, it's just a word. But I say, no, it's not. Because we know that there's power behind the word. And that's what I'm saying to you today. That illustrates that there's some power behind every word you say. There's a scripture that says a word aptly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of
1: silver. So you see, we need to watch what we say. Did you know that God has a purpose behind every problem in your life? Stay tuned to learn how Jesus is with you through all of your challenges. Be encouraged because Jesus is in your boat with you. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back
2: nebo partners with retailers to maximize valuable counter space a constant stream of new innovative lights incredible impulse displays and an industry only buyback guarantee which means nebo will buy back your inventory in the unlikely event it doesn't sell so if you own a retail business of any type We
1: hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. Have you guys heard about the man
0: who was looking up at the sky and decided he would talk to God? So he asked, God, how long is a million years? Well, God answered, in my frame of reference, it's about a minute. So then the man asked, well, God, how much is a million dollars? And God replied, well, to me, it's a penny. Then the man asked, God, can I have a penny? (laughs) And God says, sure, in a minute. (laughs) I have a good word for you this morning. Here it is. Jesus is in the boat. That's it. Now I want you to know that I studied hard this week to come up with that breakthrough revelation. It was kind of strange, but in the Gospels, there's this little subplot that is mentioned several times that caught my attention, and it was when Jesus was starting to hit his stride in his ministry, and throngs of people were coming from everywhere to see him and to touch him and to witness the many miracles he was performing. And it was during this short span of time they performed the miracle of feeding the 5,000. He took uh, a few morsels of food and then he multiplied it exponentially to feed everyone. And then, shortly after that, he fed another 4,000 people the very same way. Then, getting to the point of my story, Jesus gets in a boat with the disciples and heads out across the water. Now, while they're rowing or sailing or whatever they did back then, I'm not sure, but Jesus picks up on the fact that the disciples... Had discovered that they forgot to bring any food for their trip. In fact, they only had one loaf of bread. And they were talking about it. So Jesus uses their concern over the lack of bread to warn them, in an analogy using bread, of something more important. But the disciples didn't get it. Instead, the disciples thought that Jesus was upset because they forgot the food. Now, now now that I've set this up, Jesus is getting really frustrated with these guys. And from reading a number of translations of this, I'm going to paraphrase his response, but it had to be something like this. He said, you have got to be kidding. (laughs) Have you guys heard nothing that I've said in the last few days? Have your eyes seen nothing that I've done? Were you even there when I fed the 5,000? And how many baskets were left over? And the disciples said, 12, Lord. And Jesus says, when I fed the 4,000, how many baskets were left over then? And they answered, well, there were seven. And then Jesus says, and you guys really think that I'm worried about having enough bread? You can just see Jesus shaking his head in frustration. Now, there is a powerful message for us in this story, because as ridiculous as it seems, that these disciples who had witnessed countless miracles over the past weeks, to think that they were actually worried about the lack of bread. The truth is, we are guilty of doing the very same thing today. But let me ask you something. Is there any one of us who can count how many times that we've had the miraculous touch of God on our lives? I mean, how how many of us have been saved? by the unexplainable grace of God. How many of us have felt the touch of healing in our body? Has anybody ever... Has God ever intervened on your behalf in an impossible situation? Am I talking to anybody here? Who hasn't witnessed His miraculous, saving, healing, supernatural presence? I mean, how many miracles should it take for us to believe? And yet when our resources get low. We are so capable of doubting and filling up with fear over what's going to happen to us. And when we do that, we can actually frustrate the Lord just like the disciples did. Well, the story went on, but the the disciples ultimately got what Jesus was talking about. And they, of course, became remarkable testaments to the faith. But I still don't want to be like they were that day on the water. Because, you see, all they needed... And all we ever need is to know that Jesus is in the boat. And he thrives on our dependence. He even demands it of us. And he promises to to provide for us. And like the loaves and fishes, when God provides, there's always enough. And then there's some left over. You see, God has a purpose behind our every problem. And sometimes you never know that God is all you need until God is all you've got. So the next time you feel you're down to your last loaf, that's not the time to worry. But that's the time to expect a God moment. Because remember, Jesus is in the boat.
1: You have been listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today. 847-312-8197 That's 847-312-8197 or Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org 847-312-8197 or Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org
3: Pregnant, single, alone Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484.